The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Back to those uh, new guidelines issued uh, from the uh, Department of Education and from the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, encouraging parents not to purchase smartphones for their children in primary school. We're going to get the view, the political view from Aon O'Reardon, the Labour Party education spokesperson, in a moment. Uh, but Alex Cooney is with me from CyberSafe Kids, the CEO there and co-founder, and Brian Barron, who is the National School Principal in Port Law in County Watford. Uh, gentlemen, you're both very welcome uh, to the show and thanks for speaking to us. Alex, do you welcome these guidelines? I broadly welcome the interest uh, in this issue and the fact that it's encouraging a consensus and building consensus around, you know, when is the right time to give children smartphones. I would say they don't go far enough, these measures, because actually what we need to be focusing on is how we can better equip children to be safe and smart growing up in the digital age. So, you know, it do, they don't go far enough, in my view. What would you like to have seen included then? I think we need proper investment within the education system. We need to ensure that our education system is, you know, fit for the digital age. Children are growing up with access to, to smartphones and smart devices. And actually, there is a huge emphasis here on smartphones, whereas, in fact, for younger children, 8, 9, 10, tablets, games consoles are far more popular so how far are we going with this? Are we saying that children shouldn't have access to any smart devices or shouldn't have own any smart devices? And what about their access to social media? Because, again, we know that lots of underage children are accessing social media, which is where they're coming into mm. contact with some of this inappropriate content. So it should be about how do we equip them in school, at home, to be safe and smart in the online world. Uh, And I guess what what the Minister for Education might say to that is, listen, I can only deal with matters within my own bailiwick. And if the feedback I'm getting is that, you know, certainly by fifth and sixth class, there's an element of disruption being introduced because of the presence of phones. Well, that's the issue I'm going to deal with. But the the, the presence of phones is is causing an issue and other smart devices earlier than fifth and sixth class. You know, we, we, we're going into schools all the time. We deliver an education program into schools. We talk to teachers. We know this is causing concern and disruption. And I know the minister is concerned. I've spoken to her about it. And I welcome the, the fact that she is engaging on this issue. I think that's really important. And, and absolutely, let's encourage those conversations at school level with the parent community and try and reach consensus in the best interests of children. But it must go further. We need an education system and a curriculum focus on digital literacy and online safety. Uh, Brian Barron, as well, I mentioned, is with us, uh, the Port Law National School uh, principal. Uh, Brian, um, you already have a, a, a policy in school, is that right? Yeah, in Waterford, all the primary schools in Waterford um, started a, a new initiative called the Gen Free Initiative back in September. Um, and it's basically let, let kids be kids. So that they're phone free and social media free, free to be and free to be kids. That's the kind of tagline. So all the schools in Waterford have been running that since September. And has there been any pushback? No, because it's voluntary um, and it's there. We're, you know, schools are only a stakeholder in this. So we're we're there to support parents, support parents associations, and also, for example, in Port Law, because this is a community issue, this is a society issue, and. Um, we can't just limit it to schools. So say we would have engaged with our GA club, our Camogie club, our drama club to say, right, what, what's your policy on mobile phones when you're dealing with primary school age children? Is there an enforcement issue here? Because I think I'm the principal of school, so we're, we're a serious stakeholder here. But this isn't a school issue. We're, we're, we're supporting parents 
um, to not buy their children's smartphones and to not let them on social media. But also, every stakeholder, like I say, sports clubs, drama clubs, anyone who's working with primary school age children mm. uh, has an interest in this and is a stakeholder in it. So it's it's not just schools who should be uh, having a voice here. I'm sure. I'm I'm sure lots of parents are probably relieved when a policy or a suggestion even is made from the school. I, I can only speak for myself. I certainly would be relieved. We have a nine-year-old, so he's in uh, third class, so not quite there yet, but pretty soon there's going to be the first appearance of a, a, a phone in the classroom, you know, be it later this year, next year, or certainly by the end of next year, there would be the appearance of a phone in the classroom. And then the questions are, you know, can I get one? Such and such has one. Much easier for us as parents. I know it sounds like I'm kind of outsourcing my parenting to school guidelines, but it is much easier for a parent to say, well, no, I'm sorry, the rules are we actually can't it. So, end of discussion. It is, uh, and you see, I don't, I don't think necessarily you can say it's the rules because the school, the school can't enforce it. But what it is is parents can have a positive peer uh, uh, pressure. Brian, like, I mean, my, I don't need to tell my nine-year-old the difference between rules and guidelines now. I can claim to him it's the rules. <laughs> you can, yeah. <laughs> but when, but when the neighbour parent says, "Well, we're getting our child the phone." You know, and then you have that conflict. Of well, no, I just tell my nine-year-old yeah. that the neighbours, they're bad parents, Brian. That's, you know, that's what I do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's fair enough, I suppose. But the way we would approach it in Waterford is that we would see, see the initiative here, the Gen Free initiative of helping parents support each other. So even if, you know, five out of 30 parents say, oh, we're getting the child the phone and it's no one else's business. You still know, okay, there's 25 or 20 parents here who see this issue the same way we do. And so that peer pressure from parents isn't the same as it is at the moment that it has been, which is quite severe over the last few years to, to get a phone. And I know you're saying your, your, your child is 10 years old, or, but like we're seeing this in, in you know, uh, after First Holy Communion. Wow. So you're, you're looking at kids and there's a report came out, I'm not sure which body uh, uh, released it at the end of the summer. And it was from children from eight years old, you know. So when we talk about young people in this context, we're not talking about teenagers. We're talking about the kids and the, the little girls in the white dresses and the boys in the suits making their, their first Holy Communion. That's when they're aged. So that's the age group and up we're talking about. We're not talking about 16-year-olds. And do you feel at all the department and the minister have kind of voiced at this issue, kind of all the responsibility back on the likes of yourself. That's one of the kind of the, the, the criticisms made today is there was maybe an expectation that something more forceful or more rigorous was coming from the department and instead what we've gotten is kind of an update of an old circular almost. Yeah, I think, like I said earlier, I think this is a, a wider issue than just schools. I think schools are, we're involved in it, like I said, we're a stakeholder in it, but that's it. And the guidelines are fine um, and it's a good first step but I agree with Alex they have to be stronger like there's a lot of complex issues in education at the moment between teacher shortages between you know new curriculums being rolled out inclusive education I mean the work that's going on in, in primary schools which is my area is phenomenal so kind of just sending out a circular to, to busy principals and teachers saying now you do this that's not going to work but it is a good mm. first step and it is good to have the conversation but statutory-wise, department-wise, government-wise, they will have to do more. There's no doubt about it. Uh, one of our listeners says, the real issue is how parents don't police their children with mobile. It's about time parents got the finger out and actually parent it uh, around this issue. And somebody else says, here we go again. The schools and the teachers being asked to deal with another social issue around phones. Can parents just educate their children around this aspect? At least 087-1400-106 is the number. Aon O'Reardon is with us, the Labour Party education spokesperson. Aon, do you welcome this? 
Well, I mean, I have to say it's a bit like, are you in favour of, of bread and jam? I mean, look, clearly smartphone use is something that people have a concern about, but this has been well voiced. We have a circular going back from 2018 from the Department of Education talking to school communities about getting policies in place. Schools have policies in place, to be honest, in a week when the teacher shortage issue has really come uh, up for discussion with um, a survey outlining uh, 800 vacancies of permanent posts within the primary school system. To come out with this um, from from the minister, to be honest, is, is off colour. If I was a primary school principal and I got this circular in my letterbox, uh, I'd be a bit surprised as to why this, uh, for some reason, is the, is the priority of government. I, I see in her press release, she says it's one of the it's one of the um, the main issues that's raised with her during visits to school. Kieran, I go to schools all the time. Um, what's raised with me is the fact they can't get teachers and they can't pay their bills. Um, they already have smartphone smartphone uh, policies in place. This, to my mind, is is classic media man- management by a minister who cannot find answers to the chronic issues that we're facing. Of course, the department uh, knows that schools will not come forward and speak about the issues within their schools because they're very keen to keep the positive reputation of the school up and running within their, uh, you know, their, their parental body. But I was in the school in West Dublin. I can't name the school because they don't want that. But they're operating on 45% capacity, 14 school uh, posts unfilled. It's an absolute crisis and it's disproportionately affecting Dublin, which mm-hmm. government doesn't care about, disproportionately affecting uh, disadvantaged schools and also dis- disproportionately affecting uh, additional needs education because if you're in a school and you can't fill a mainstream class teacher, you do find yourself in this horrible position of taking a teacher away from special ed and into the classroom. And so those children are suffering as well. So to come out with smartphone policies, look, it's great for Middle Ireland. And for mommy and daddy who are upset with these things they see on the internet, and I'm the father of a five-year-old, and the, the day that she gets a smartphone is the day that I'm going to, you know, regret forever. But that's not where the discussion in education is. That's a bit is. dismissive now, isn't it? Ah, it's great for Middle Ireland. I mean, there's people from all sorts of social strata yeah, are concerned. Fine. Yeah, by... exactly. I, well, my point, no, my point is here, and that might be a bit glib, but I get, I'm, I'm utterly frustrated about the inability of government even to accept the problem. Like, I would, I'd be happy if the minister said, look, totally except for a variety of reasons, post-pandemic, we can't keep teachers in the country, that we have an issue with, with, with staffing. There is no acknowledgement from the department that there is an issue. So if I'm trying to keep my school together, I can't pay the bills because capitation, capitation doesn't cover it. I can't get a teacher. I can't get a teacher and I get this sort of, this communication from the department about smartphone usage, which remarkably doesn't cover second level schools. I mean, I would have thought the issue of smartphone use was most difficult and most pervasive Mm. and most dangerous at second level, but it doesn't cover that. And there's policies already in place from the circular that was sent out, circular uh, 0038 2018. It's all in place already. Schools are doing this themselves. They are engaging with their school communities. So this is my issue with 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 the circular or the announcement from government. It sounds nice. It sounds warm and fuzzy, and of course we're all against smartphone use by, uh, by children. But it's not dealing with the number one issue in education at primary level at the moment is that we can't get teachers. And until the department and the minister start talking about that in real terms, mm. you have to and, feel cynical about other about other now. And the, the, the minister is going to be joining me after five o'clock. We put all of these issues to her. But from your point of view, we can't get those teachers because a we're not training them, or b we're training them, but they're leaving the country. We're training them and they're leaving. And I understand, look, I can't blame 
government for the pandemic. Nobody, nobody could or should. And like, and obviously after the pandemic, there was two years of built-up ambition from a whole cohort of primary school teachers who said, you know, I'm getting out of the country. I'm going to wherever I can to have an experience, earn some money, maybe come back. But it's acutely difficult in Dublin in particular because of a housing issue and a cost of living issue um, to get this issue resolved. And so what we have in parts of Dublin that you cannot find teachers to teach you have other issues with guards, other other issues for people in the medical profession as well. And it's a retention and recruitment issue across the public service in Dublin. And, and communities are really hurting mm-hmm. and school communities are hurting. So when I see this line from her from her, uh, her her statement here in front of me, the use of star, smartphone, smartphones for primary school children was one of the main issues that was always raised with her during visits to school. I can't believe that sentence because when I visit schools all the time, Yes, smartphone usage is something that's a concern, but it's no way a priority for 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 principals and school communities trying to keep, you know, uh, bills yeah. paid well, and trying to and trying to get get teachers. I mean, look, if I, I go to school and there's 14 posts unfilled and they're op- operating at 45 percent capacity, a, a circular from the department on smartphone use when they when they have a, a they have a policy in 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 place already, and they are the ones who are best. Yeah. at interacting with, with students on the human level. The best thing, by the way, to tackle smartphone use is to have a human being who can interact with a child on a human level. And, we, and we're failing on that. What, what, what would you have liked to see then on that front from the minister? Is it a simple acknowledgement that there is a problem or is it a solution Absolutely. to the problem? I mean, I, I, I hate to get sort of, you know, uh, colloquial about this, but I always feel if an issue affects Dublin, it rarely gets the attention. In Leinster House, the energy is around rural Ireland, and I, I understand that, and provision of, of resources for rural Ireland, I understand that as well. But when something pre- predominantly or disproportionately affects Dublin, it doesn't get the focus. And I absolutely believe we need to, uh, you know, investigate the potential of a Dublin allowance, as they have in London. It's been there for 100 years. It has been utilised across the public service. It's not the answer, but it could go somewhere towards but is that, the is that part of the short-term solution? Yes. Because otherwise, I mean, none of these uh, solutions are going to be perfect. You could cancel and career so, breaks. They, they, flew, they flew that kite before. Well, look, I mean, you can do all sorts of things, but we have to acknowledge, first of all, that there is absolutely an issue. And if you're going to cancel career breaks, you're going to probably make people feel as if they shouldn't join the profession in the first place because it doesn't uh, it doesn't respect you. Now, that's a bell going off uh, for a vote here in Leinster House, so uh, you'll have to uh, excuse me as I try to talk over. But the, the fundamental issue in education is this. We can't get teachers attracted to the job. We can't get teachers who want to stay in the job. They want to go elsewhere if they are trained or they don't want to enter in the first place. So if we had an acknowledgement from government of that, I'd be the first to say, well, fair enough. Minister, you're new enough in the job. I'll be doing it three years, but you know, not all these are your issues. And the pandemic wasn't your problem either. But at least accept that it's a problem mm. rather than coming out with sort of, to my mind, you know, press releases and, 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 and initiatives around smartphone use, which is not the fundamental gaping wound of an issue in, in the education system as teacher retention is. All right, we'll leave things there. Uh, Aon, thank you for joining us. Aon O'Riordan is the Labour Party education spokesperson. Before Aon, we heard from Brian Barron, Portlaw National School Principal, and Alex Cooney, the CyberSafe Kids CEO and co-founder. This listener says, Kieran, this ban on smartphones for primary school children is a sad reflection of the standard of parenting. Parents are unable to say no to their children. They need the school to be the big bad wolf saying that the child's school has banned the phone, not them because they don't want to parent properly by not being put in the position of saying no, this is a knock on for the school. As now the school is in the negative position and this damages the child's opinion of the school. Why can parents just not say no? 
The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.